Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Strategy Show. I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare Joint. As always, on this Friday morning for us, at least, is Sean Newsham, PSU Fans 2. Uh, we are talking about gallery reviews today. And one of the things we wanted to like explain right away, uh, actually, before I even get to that, thank you to everybody who uh, contacted us to have us look at your galleries because I know it's not easy for people to like take or you know, want feedback on certain things. These are like very public things. There's a lot of money involved. And so we really appreciate everybody who reached out to us. Uh, today, we're gonna talk about two galleries that are very simul similar, excuse me, in uh, valuation, but are very, very different galleries. And so um, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, we are going to try to do this, at least, uh, at least one gallery review every week uh, as part of our strategy show. So if, uh, you su already submitted um, your name to us and we didn't get to you today. We will, um, we're taking a list, you know, we have a list and we're going to get to hopefully everyone um, at some point. But Sean, you really like these two galleries today. What like jumped out to you that you wanted to talk about? Them? Well, really like is a strong, strong usage of words in regards to uh, one of the galleries, which, which they know which one is. Uh, I think they're really good galleries to go and base off each other. Uh, like you said, they're very similar values. One is a lot more in line with, I think, how we would do things ourselves. And then the other one is a lot more in lines with, like, if we told someone, do not do this no matter what, that's what the gallery would look like. Uh, so <laughs> I think that it's two really good options and uh, go that way. Do we have the list so that we can show people the list that we have compiled of who wants their gallery reviewed? And then if you guys want your gallery reviewed, like, like Laird said, either DM one of us or tweet at us and like just tag both of us and let us know like, hey guys, I want your gal my gallery review if you guys want. Uh, like he said, we're gonna try to do it once a week. And the idea behind the gallery review is we are gonna do it with the idea of what that person wants to do with their gallery. So if that person's goal is to play D1 only and nothing but D1, we're gonna review it with that idea in mind and like that thought process. If someone wants to play let's say D2 only and that nothing else they want to do in Asia. We're going to go with that in mind. So like, we're going to try to not just look at a gallery and be like, oh, you have Donnarumma, that's Moronic, sell them, which I mean, I'm, Laird probably was thinking about that today with one of the galleries, but we're, that's not what our goal is. Also, so those that think I'm being mean to, to Hayden when we get to that, he and I talk frequently. Um, he knows that I was going to give him shit for it. And he, he said he, that we have free reign to, to bust his balls on stuff anyway. So, uh, so yeah, that, like we're going to try to do the gallery reviews based on like what that person's goal is and what that person's mission is because everyone has a different goal. Everyone has a different mission. Uh, so we're going to talk about it like that. So, yeah, if you guys are interested in having yours done, DM either of us on Twitter, um, tweet at us, tag us, just say, hey, guys, I'm interested and then give your gallery and we'll add it to the list. So if Laird has lists, I'm sure he'll show it at some point and be like, this is who we have um, that are on the list and then we'll add people. And we're gonna go and pick randomly as we go. But like, for example, if, yeah, randomly, yeah, we're gonna probably pick the we're gallery. We're just gonna pick, yeah. Yeah, but it, so hypothetically, like I'll give an example. If a gallery is like super straightforward and we just talk about a gallery that's simple, uh, that's similar, we probably aren't gonna do your gallery, at least at that time. And we might do it maybe like two, three months down the road. Um, so just to keep that in mind, like if we're doing one a week and we already have, let's say 20 or so people that have already messaged us to do it, we're not going to get to them very quickly. Uh, but we hope that everyone enjoys them and finds them entertaining as we do. 
Yeah. I will say, since we are doing this the week before an international break, it is possible that like we do a few certain weeks, just like if there's kind of this dead period, like that's a good opportunity to do it. Um, I also want to say like the kind of echoing, excuse me, what Sean said, like we don't want to look at a gallery and be like, okay, sell everything and go buy this. Like we're very cognizant that there are some people who want to play certain divisions or certain regions, and we're going to do our best to provide our advice based off of that goal. Like we're not here to change your goals. Um, we're just kind of here to give our opinions of how to, for you, how, how to help you get there. So uh, before we jump in, thank you to everybody who's joined in the chat. If you guys wouldn't mind uh, just dropping a like if you're watching it live or uh, catching up. Um, looks like we got Russell Copter, who was first today. So well done. Um, we've got uh, Oystein, Philly Dilly, King Meng joining the live stream for the first time. So thank you for joining us. Quinny, good to see you. Brones, and we do have our uh, two gallery owners um, in the chat. So we'll get to them in a second. King Kaizen, thank you for um, giving us some props for helping you out um, based off of last week's, I believe it was last week. Um, I definitely enjoyed the uh, moves that you did. Uh, Alex Coleman, Roland Richard, Sebob, Chani, good to see you. Uh, Marty, Bob Flynn. Chani, I think we were only one minute late, not two today. So I'm getting a little better at it. Um, so we're getting there. So, um, and Trippin, thank you for uh, joining us live. So anyway, the two galleries we have today are Sora data valued around 15 ETH. And what Sean did was talk to each manager and kind of get an idea of what their goals were, whether they were willing to uh, put any more money into their galleries, if they want to take money out, whatever it is, what they're really working towards. Uh, one gallery has 58 cards and the other one has 16. And that alone should tell you how different they are because if they have the same valuation, but they have a very different um, number of cards and you know the kind of the quality of cards that one focused on versus the other. We also have a total of five limited cards. I feel like we're turning into like an anti-limited uh, show. This is not the case, but um, we really like these two galleries today. So uh, Sean, I think we wanted to start with uh, Heydinho, who I will pull up here on the screen. Apologies to those who are listening. Uh, as usual, we'll try to describe as much as we can. Yeah. So can you give us kind of a breakdown of what Hayden told you of what he wants to do? Yeah. So the two questions I asked, and, and I'll probably ask this to anyone that we do a gallery review. And if you have different inputs that you think would be important from this as well, like feel free to let me know in the event. What I'm going to do is whenever we pick someone, I'll probably message them on, let's say, Wednesday or Thursday and ask them the questions uh, and see what they're going to do. And then make sure they're available for the review on Friday, because I think it's better if they're in the chat, because then if we have questions, we could ask Hayden in the chat of what the idea is and what the plan is. So uh, the questions I asked is like, what are your plans or goals? AK, what do you want your teams to do like with stacking? Do you have certain players that are not for sale? Like, do you have certain teams that you really want to be um, attached to uh, and stuff like that? And then I also asked, what is the budget, if any, that you're looking to put in in the immediate future and then in general? Because the idea is if we're adding in, um, if we're adding in players or we're trying to give like ideas of like how we'd restructure, one, we either need to know how much you want to invest from this point, or two, we need to know who you're willing to sell from this point as well. So I asked those two questions to Hayden. 
Uh, Hayden's goal is to compete with in SO5 using the best cards he can get his hands on early. What he did is he bought a lot of people that were injured or not starting at certain times. Like you'll see, he bought Don Room at 1.5. The value is a lot different now. And, and from that standpoint, from the investment standpoint, he's done really well. Um, so the people that he has as pretty much unsellable are Donnarumma, uh, Neymar, and Marquinhos. Those are like the guys that he wants to build around, which also, as we know, are part of a PSG stack. Not intentionally, but part of what he's trying to do. Um, and then he's trying to he's trying to come up with decent spots to compete in D3. And something he actually did recently is so like I've talked to him quite a bit, and we've talked about how division. I'm sorry, rare pro division. There you go. Is the real re the real area in which you want to compete right now? Um, it's the best prize pool, so that's where you want to focus where you're allotting your cards realistically. And so he just put in three ETH as a deposit to make this happen. And his goal is to use Donnarumma, Neymar, and Marquinhos. So in order to do that, I talked to him. I'm like, you realistically need a midfielder super rare in Champ Europe. And you need either a defender or a midfielder super rare within Champ Europe as well. So uh, you see Koulibaly and Zelensky. I know he just brought them in recently. And he was actually looking to get a Kessie, uh, but it didn't happen and would have actually happened had he been able to wait a little bit longer. It was just bad timing from that perspective. So that's what he did with his recent three ETH. And I think that made sense from that perspective as well. Um, and then he said he could see himself adding around two ETH in the near future. He realistically wants to build out a champion America D3 side that can provide depth to his global D3 side as well. Uh, so that is what he had to say around all things. Um, obviously, so like currently what we'll look at here is the beginning of his gallery is like you see he has a America slash global stack where it's like Andre Blake, Jack Elliott. So you have the stack with Philly. Then you have like Johnny Russell, Joel Paulo, and he has a Jordan Morris uh, super. So he sort of has a stack between uh, Philly and Seattle and then a Johnny Russell. And then he also has the limited stack, which um, he did not talk much about the limiteds. And then he also has the Champ Europe stack that is relatively good. So what is your thought since you haven't talked to him as much and this is probably your first time really looking at the gallery and looking at what he's doing? Yeah, so obviously those of you who are familiar with this show and how Sean and I would build galleries. If somebody came to us and was like, this, these are all, I'm starting, these are all the cards I'm going to buy. We'd probably tell them not to do this. And it's, it's less not doing it because you can't be successful. And more, we just think that you can be more successful with different strategy. And I, I think that's something like, I want to be really clear on, like when Sean and I say like, we, we wouldn't do something. It's not that we necessarily think that's a bad strategy. It's just that we think that there are better strategies in terms of ROI through SO5. And, and so to, to reiterate that comment, I, I'll jump in. Hayden has had very little to no success this far. Um, <laughs> he's gotten basically no rewards going with this strategy. Now, granted, a lot of these people, one, he just brought some of these guys in. He just sold out some people. But like, as you see, like this is a champ Europe side. Like this is what he's built. There is nothing in the rewards that would indicate there's been any success, right? So it's limited, and it, that's a real kick in the junk with the Madron. We was probably very excited to win that, and hey, then put not as excited. He put up 85 points and won me D1 in Asia this week. Thank you very much. There you go. Um, but so yeah, so like he's had very little success. Granted, he just sold out some of the rares. He was playing rare instead of rare pro, 
And he bought guys that have been injured. That was his intention with buying. So like you have Donnarumma, you have Neymar and stuff like that. So that's to reiterate the part. So anyways, continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So the limited lineup feels like very set and forget and I get it. And I think based on like the value of the gallery, I wouldn't necessarily say like there's no reason to have those limited cards. Cause I think once you have them and you, you can play those guys every week, like that's a pretty elite lineup, whether you play it in champion Europe or all-star. And I'm not sure selling all of them makes a huge difference. It probably makes, makes a difference in some spots, but I'm not going to touch the limiteds at this point. Um, Sean may feel differently on that, but so the, so yes, it's like, okay, let me go get the best players that I can get in the divisions that I want to compete in. It's very clear that champion Europe is one that Hayden wants to compete in. And it's one that like a lot of people want to compete in. And if you're going to do that, um, like I compete in champion Europe, I don't have these players and I don't expect to win where I would if I had Donnarumma and Neymar and Marquinhos. So it, it feels set up very well. The difficulty, of course, is the season's got 10 games left. So we kind of have to hope that uh, at least for this current season that you um, you can win enough with these. Those are also players and, you know, they'll, they'll have another domestic league startup beforehand. But those are also three like very, very good international players um, in the PSG guys. And so there is at least extra utility there. That's also kind of why they're a little more expensive, but to be fair, all five of them are realistically good international players. Yeah, that's fair. You're right. Like all, all five of them are at least viable international players. Not that it matters because as we just, as everyone can see with the international prize pool this week, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If your players have international utility, it does not matter. Right. That's fair. I was thinking more world cup than this game week. Cause yeah, this game week is, Woof. Anyway, uh, so I think the the biggest kind of, it's not like a red flag. The biggest issue is that there's just not much depth. Yeah. And so like if anybody gets hurt, you, you lose an entire lineup. And so, um, you know, if you, if you only have five champion Europe players and two of them are super rares, like now you can't even go into rare if like one of your super rares gets hurt. And so like... And we've seen other people with galleries like this that are like, I don't even want to call it um, efficient because it's almost like overly efficient that you're you're you have a risk that if somebody gets hurt. And obviously, he said like he's willing to put in a little more ETH, but um, to the point now where like more ETH is actually just going into helping depth as opposed to like improving the gallery, uh, at least improving the players. But you know, as it's it's like hard to say, but like as long as everyone's fit, it's a pretty elite lineup for champion Europe rare pro. Yeah. And, and realistically the American lineup is really good. Yeah, too. absolutely like true. Said, yeah. As far as I'm concerned right now, his gallery is one lineup because anybody misses. There's only one line. You can't right. get a second line. Um, I'm not saying I would get rid of the limiteds. However, if you're, if you're saying to me that Donnarumma, Marquinhos and Neymar are, not for sale. And, and that's what we're going with here. There's no way to generate ETH with sales unless you're selling limiteds. I do agree with you that like the limited lineup just feels like you set the limited lineup and you forget it and it's fine. So I, I don't think I would sell the limiteds at this time, but if you really needed to generate an ETH and you can't put on an ETH, I think that... Um, that's where you go first. That's where I would go first. So yep. 
the like you just said, I think the biggest issue, and I told him this, I I think depth is the most underrated thing on the platform. I think a lot of people undervalue depth. I think that people don't credit having depth. Depth is so important because if you have good matchups and you have a situation where a team plays a really favorable matchup, you can play better players than you would otherwise. Like, for example, yep. if you have Johnny Russell this week, uh, first of all, I think Johnny Russell is not going to play. Right. So Hayden's lineup's dead. Like, Hayden's D3 lineup is dead where he has, let's say, three ETH invested in Jordan Morris, Andre Blake, Jack Elliott, and Joel Paulo for this week. It's dead. There's there's no lineup. Um, so it, it's worrisome from that perspective that you you have to have the depth in order to put that together. Similarly, like, if you have a really good matchup, um of a player you can sort of play them so like for example you have joao paulo but if they have a tough matchup this week or maybe you're worried about rotation if you have another midfielder that you could utilize then you realistically could do that instead so i agree 100 the biggest issue with his gallery currently is depth the issue is um from a champ europe standpoint adding depth is going to be difficult I think that going and getting depth pieces is going to be expensive for where he's at now. So if we're going to assume that he has two ETH to invest right now, I think what I would do is maybe add one or two champ Europe pieces, very cheap rare cards in the event that um, let's say Koulibaly and Zelensky don't play with Neymar and Donnarumma and those guys on the same week. I think I would do that. But realistically for me, uh, champ Europe for him is a sunk cost this year. Because Donnarumma is kind of a waste. You can't really play him. So I think I would not really worry about Champ Europe as much right now. And where I would be focusing my investment right now would be in America with rares at all the positions and then a couple super rares on the cheap end. Uh, would you agree with that assessment? Yeah. I when, Honestly, when I first looked at the gallery and I was trying to be a little bit of a smartass with it, my, my first thought was like, oh, have you considered buying an actual starting goalkeeper for Champion Europe? And hey, that's just like he is available for the under 40 weekly this week. Do not <laughs> talk about the most expensive goalie on the platform like that, Andrew. I mean, he's eligible. That doesn't mean he's playing. Like, so that's the that's I played the, him there just for the shits and giggles. Though. Yeah, of course. No, I get it. I get it. No, I mean, obviously, anybody who buys Donnarumma now has to say they're buying him for next season. Like, there's there's no other justification for it because spending as much as you have to on arguably the best goalie in the world um, that doesn't start all the time. Like you can't, you can't justify it other than like, it's a long-term move, which like, fine, I, I get it. Um, the, the thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily consider is what they can do with that ETH now. And I'm not saying like, go and sell Donnarumma. Like, in fact, the price that he got Donnarumma was good enough that, you know, it's gone up like two ETH at this point. But the, that, that's kind of just the, the risks that you take when you get a player like that. And like Neymar is another one who's like just not regularly the most fit player. And so we kind of were saying with the depth issue, if one of them is out or if Donnarumma is, you know, benched, like your entire lineup is dead. And it's not even like even if you know ahead of time, uh, you don't have the players to fill in. And so, you know, he mentioned the, um, the loan army and like, I'm sure there are people who are like willing to loan players on a week to week basis, but like the, the lack of depth is really what like screamed out at me. And uh, based on 
like you, based on where the gallery is, uh, you have to weaken it in order to like get the depth, but the depth might actually be more important. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, well, right now the depth is the most important part. The gallery is way too shallow from a um, depth perspective, really, to compete anywhere. Like, realistically speaking, you have two lineups that are likely going to be dead every week. Not every week, but like you're probably going to have one lineup dead every week due to uh, an issue. So once you can fill out another, let's say, one or two super rares and let's say four to five rares, one, you might be able to buy, get another lineup. So you might end with three lamps or two in general. Like you will have a solid two to three instead of a solid one to two um, instead. So I think that that is where you're looking at. So like for me, like right now, like looking at what he's built and what he has, um, I think that I would definitely look at either a Jacob Glesnes or a Kai Wagner rare. Mm -hmm. uh, possibly super rare. Like I would consider a super rare of one of them. So like, for example, I would probably look at bringing one of them in to uh, complement the Blake stack. I would add another forward, uh, rare forward, because I don't trust Johnny Russell. Um, I'm not sure who I would bring in, but like you could bring in a Shabilko or someone like that that is cheap, or you could bring in someone a bit more expensive that you put more faith into, whether it be like a Buxa or um, someone like that. I don't know if I'd bring in Buxa with rumors of him leaving, but like I would consider that. I'd probably bring in a couple midfielders as well um, so that you have options. Uh, who I would bring in there is probably something that would range. And again, like we're not trying to give exact players here. Um, and I think I would definitely look at probably like one or two super rares based on what we saw last week uh, and like some prices that we looked at last week. So for example, a good example of what I would probably do is like I would look at adding like a Stefan Fry. And I think I would look at adding like a Tolo super rare, mm -hmm. which would be around like, I don't know, like one ETH. Based on what we saw last week, uh, Tolo was around like 0.49, I believe. And Fry is probably around like 0 0.5, 0 0.6. So like, let's say you could get uh, one ETH for that. So like, I would try to bring in that. And the reason I would do that is because that puts you in a position where you have a semi put together D3 Seattle stack as well. Yeah. And then I would add like an Ariaga rare. So, like, for example, like, some of the things I would look at here would be adding a Tolo Super Rare, Fry Rare, uh, Ariaga Rare, a Wagner or Glesnus Rare, and then I would add maybe, like, another cheap or two. Like, I would look at, like, that Diego Chara Super Rare we looked at last week. I think that would be a really good addition for this gallery. I think uh, that Boxall Super Rare, stuff like that. I think if you could spend, like, two ETH and you bring in, like, six to eight cards, including another goalie, it would be really favorable. Yeah, I think... I think that makes a lot of sense. People hate to like buy for depth. Like there's nothing worse than like buying cards, but like you don't actually have a spot for them, but sometimes you need it. I think the, I'm going to like keep going back to this because we were talking about how important this depth is. But like if, if one of your super rares is out, uh, even if you have other play, you know, depending on what you have, like you can't even go down to the rare division. Like let, if you have more rares, at least like, you know, if you don't want to spend up for more super rares, like I get that. But if you add rares, if one of your super rares is out, then, you know, you either play one super rare in rare pro, or you can just use five rares in rare. Um, yeah. It's just actually, like, one it, thing I talked about to him is in regards to the PSG stack, I really think you probably need to look at bringing it. This is more of a long-term situation, but like, 
I would really think you need to look at bringing in like a variety and like a Kempembe rare so that in the event that they have uh, like a, a standalone type of game week, you can run that in the rare division. And just smash that. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I totally understand wanting to play rare pro like, and I think, I mean, the gallery certainly made up for that in order to compete uh, in those divisions but it's also like not made up to compete anywhere else. Like you, you, you can't make a lineup unless you're going to just waste these players in global all-star. Like you're not going to grind ETH with Donnarumma, uh, Marquinhos, Jao Paulo, Neymar, and Johnny Russell. Like, <laughs> please don't do that. So I think just like being able to, like the depth is less about being able to fill in a spot in your D th- or in your rare pro lineup than it is just being able to allow you to enter in other competitions if something happens to your super rares. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, and I think, uh, as you can tell, FedEx guy has entered the neighborhood. Um, so something I think like I would look at is not playing D4 or rare, the rare also rare lineup is also terrible in my opinion. Like if, you're, if you have something where you're not generating ETH, and you're not generating the 0.02 ETH every week, that's just a detriment to me. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. So, like, I think what I would be looking at is, I'd probably, look, like I said, I would look at uh, adding, like, a a Fry Rare, a Ariaga Rare, Tolo Super Rare, a couple other Super Rares. Like, you might, maybe you need to stretch the two. And this is another thing. If you're only investing, let's say, two ETH, you're costing yourself ETH by not saying, let's say, adding three. Because if you do three ETH, maybe you're buying yourself a full other team or really helping all of your lineups more so. So, like, for example, if I do two ETH, like, let's say you look at, like, Ariaga, you look at Wagner, you look at Fry, you look at Tolo, that's, like, one and a half, and then you add, like, another super rare. If you added, like, another ETH on that, you could buy, like, three or four more rares, get a D4 lineup as well. And because you're always – I'm going to assume Hayden has a – common goalie he could run like i'm sure he has a common goalie of some sort that he could play so like all of a sudden you could run let's say three to four lineups yeah so like he clearly has a common there's the allison allison common right so like if he goes and gets some more rares he then can enter a um crappy d4 lineup that will get thresholds which is good and then he can use the rest of the lineups to run like rare pro all-star rare pro america rare pro uh, champ Europe, which is all really good options. So, like, I think with like two to three ETH, he can turn a what we'll call, and we're not going to count the limited because like that's its own thing. But so, like, we're going to call if he puts in two to three ETH, he can realistically turn like one and a half lineups into four, like four good yeah. lineups too, not like lineups that are not competitive, but like he turns one and a half lineups into four legit lineups. So I think something like that is realistically where he needs to look. So like, I think he's looking at adding a rare goalie, a couple super rares, probably like five rares. So like you're looking at like, he's probably going to add eight to 10 players with like a goalie, a couple super rares, which unfortunately the DAT takes up probably like one to 1.5 of balance. So to get the, let's say six rares or so, on top of that, he's going to need to probably do two and a half ETH or maybe even three. So, like, I would probably work. But, Grant, he said he'd put in two ETH in the short term. But, like, he could put in two ETH in the short term, work his way towards that, and then maybe put in another ETH in the next, let's say, two months, and then finalize that and fill that out as we go. Yeah, my my only other 
thing I wanted to bring up, which is why I brought up the, the limited lineup here on the screen, like this can generate more, more than threshold each week. And so, you know, if you just like win with this lineup and for those listening, it's Courtois, Eder Militao, Casemiro, Sané, and Messi. Like whether you play that in champion Europe, I, it seems like a total waste to play it in limited all-star, but Either way, like it didn't win this past game week, but like that's a lineup that should generate enough that it's almost like you get an extra threshold each week. And so it's not like the limited lineup can't pay for itself. Um, It's obviously not going to be as reliable as a threshold because like we see here, it didn't score anything. And if it was all, you know, if you have a rare lineup that costs the same, it could probably hit 250 points for the threshold. But um I just don't want to overlook the fact that like the limited lineup can produce some ETH. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, I'm not hating on the limited lineup. I, when we talk about things, right, we're talking about things from a, you need to generate ETH standpoint, like whether it's from rewards, which are unreliable or you getting ETH put on. So your options are either deposit ETH or sell cards to generate ETH. So the problem is, is that, the only cards that make sense to sell are cards that are considered non-sellable by Hayden, which therefore means that you are limited to depositing ETH right now. Yep. Yes, you are probably going to win some cards as time goes, and that will offset it once you make these adjustments. I do not think he will win very many rewards as currently structured because I think he just, Donnarumma is going to kill the Champ Europe line almost every week or like 50% I mean, of them. Um, and then, like you said, you have like nine left. And then the American line, like Johnny Russell is not probably is probably injured, which means therefore he's, he's out right now. So right. I, I think he needs to put in this investment ASAP if he wants to start generating that ETH. And that's what like, we talk about. Like he could probably put in the two and then maybe he can generate one ETH worth of rewards over the next month or so to then therefore go and uh, access the rest of the things. Yep. Yep. The roster lineup page wasn't picking up that he also got a Modric. Which... Oh, mo- that's that's a reasonable long-term play, in my opinion. Uh, and that makes a lot of... Well, I guess not long-term because he's old, but... <laughs> I was going to question that. He's one. a really good card to have with your champ Europe side. He's so undervalued. He really is. Oh, he's alone. Hayden just said he's alone. That oh. That's a good card, though. That like, If we were working on champ Europe right now... That yeah, go buy that card. card. That would probably <laughs> be the card I would be like, that's a good card to go get because... He scores as elite as anyone else as a midfielder. Um, and he adds good depth for that team. So like, I, I, that's a really good card to, to have. But Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll add on top of that, though, because obviously based off of the champion Europe cards that he has, um, it's almost like he's forcing himself to have to get guys who play midweek. But it's like you're, you're, if you're going to spend up for these elite players that do play midweek, you have to make sure you play them. And in during midweeks. And so it forces you to then get other guys who play midweeks, which tend to be a little more expensive. That, that I mean, I, I don't want to say it's like a negative because obviously that's more utility and more opportunities to win. But that's just like a consideration that you're like, oh, if I have three guys who are really three really good champion Europe players, but that who play midweek, but then two that don't, like you're missing out um, on those midweeks purely because of the other guys that you bought. So just like make sure that or anyone who is like building a gallery and looking to play, you know, elite players who play in the champions league or Europa or Europa conference or, you know, CONCACAF champion, whatever it is, like, don't 
don't target players that play there, but not build an actual lineup where you can take advantage of them. Yeah, and that's actually a discussion we had. He looked at someone, he picked like the worst guy you could possibly pick, in my opinion, like one of, uh, which isn't surprising with Hayden based on how he's done things. Um, And that was like who he was going to buy. And I'm like, one, that guy is not a good option to buy. And then two, it didn't make sense because the guy is like a eighth place team in like La Liga or something. And it just you can't do that with these guys. You have to make sure you have the midweek utility with them as well. You could totally like your mid podium D three is always a realistic possibility with this line or Nava stars and you're dead. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, so Sirha, that's, that's exactly what we're, we're talking about. So like, we're not trying to do stuff like that. If that's not what that person's intended goals are, obviously like if, if the first thing that Laird and I would say, like if we looked at this gallery, we would open it. We would see Donnarumma and we'd be like, sell Donnarumma. It would immediate. Like, literally, there wouldn't even be another discussion. Um, and we would, obviously, like, Larry and I would say, sell all these guys. But, like, so we're not trying to do that. But, yes, if you were trying to do that, you could sell Donnarumma, bring in a, any champ Europe goal. Like, bring in, like, Hradecki or something. And, like, boom, 0.8. All of a sudden, you save point, or you save, like, three ETH and you can go use it elsewhere. And you have a goalie that's just as good as Donnarumma. Because... That's how goalie is. Goalie's just really stupid. Um, but like that, so like that's what we're gonna we're not really gonna do in regards to this, is we're gonna do stuff based on like what that person's goals are, not what our goals would be. Right. So it's funny. So Brones brought this up in the chat and I wanted to bring it up already. But I actually had a different opinion. So he says Donnarum is almost a little wasted in champion Europe. I think you've said previously, like you look at Donnarumma as a champion Europe goalkeeper yeah. who like happens to be a U23 and yeah. not a U23 goalie who hap- like he's more valuable in champion Europe. You still yes. feel that way? Yeah, not close. I, I think he's definitely, he's wasting U23. He's, well, to be fair, I mean, actually the opinion, in my opinion, is all the other cards are wasted because of Donnarumma. Well. is a better explanation to me. But yeah, in my opinion, the card, whatever your card is that you have, that card is a member of whatever the region is that is the most expensive that they can participate in. So like, for example, in my opinion, Cecenia is not in, and this is for like the top end cards that would like transmit to the other divisions. Yeah. For me, like Cecenia is not an Asian forward. Cecenia is an all-star forward. For me, Koulibaly is not a, all-star defender he is a champ defender so for me donnarumma is a champ goalie not a u23 goalie similar like vandevoort vandevoort is a u23 goalie not a challenger goalie um so like that's sort of how i looked at it in regards to like what a player is in terms of like where they can go not saying you won't use donnarumma sometimes in uh in u23 like if you have a good u23 team and like donnarumma made sense there you might use him there sometimes like for this week i've told you before we came on i think Frankie Maya is my best midfielder this week, period, including everyone except for Gil if Gil plays. But, like, involving the Gil possible, since I think Amaya is my best midfielder. So I played him in Global D3, not U23 or America, because he just fit better with that lineup because I thought that lineup was just really good. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also want to, like, I feel like we're constantly having to, like, clear up what we think about Donnarumma. Like, it, Sean and I don't even care if he's good. Like everybody's like, oh, he's such a great goalkeeper. He should play all the time. And I think too many people get caught up in what should happen versus what's more likely to happen. And so everyone's like, 
I mean, we've joked about this like all season where like something happens to either Donnarumma or Navas and everyone's like, all right, because of whatever just happened, Donnarumma has to start this weekend and like everybody plays him. And then Navas starts and everyone's like, this is ridiculous. Who could have seen this coming? And the answer is like everyone because like he's not locked in. And so there's this risk that at any moment he might not play. That doesn't mean that we think he's a bad pickup for next season. Like if Navas leaves, Donnarumma or Donnarumma leaves, <laughs> frankly, but like they, he is an excellent choice for the future. And there are plenty of people who will buy cards now that will be good in the future. But you can't say you're buying somebody for the future and then get upset when he's murdering your current lineups. And like, that's what I, that's like the problem that we have with, with Donnarumma so much. And so like, I'm okay with people constantly playing him. If you know that there is a, you know, 50% chance that your lineup is completely dead. Like, so so we talked about Hayden paid 1.5 for Donnarumma and he's worth like 3.5 now. I would argue though that Donnarumma has cost him, let's say one or two ETH in the time he's owned him. Because if he didn't own him, he would be playing goalies that his lineup was eligible every week instead of, 50% 50% of the time his lineup was dead. Yeah. So, I, like I said, like I own a Donnarumma. I went and bought it around two ETH because for my gallery, it didn't make sense to not have him because I had the ability to put two ETH sort of on the shelf for this year and not play it. If he was someone you had to play this year, it's very detrimental to own him because, yes, he might have gone up in value, but you're costing yourself equity every single time you play him because he just doesn't play every game. Um, right. And and that's going to be something that Sean and I constantly bring up when everybody's throwing it in our face when he's like the best goalie in the platform next season. Yeah. And like, I we agree. Like, I mean, in terms of if you have one goalie and it, nothing else was impacted and like you or SO5 wasn't really impacted, like Donnarumma is the number one goalie I would want. I'm no arguments on that. It's just in terms of playing. So, so Brones, the issue is, is that, yes, there are a lot of good champ Europe goalies, but it's the most expensive division. If you're playing Donnarumma in D or in U23, it's just kind of a waste because, like, yes, he's more expensive, but you could just go buy Slonina, who's better. Slonina's been better. Slonina's averaged a better points per game than Donnarumma. And even if he doesn't, there's so many guys that are within five points of him that it doesn't matter, anyways. So, like, I could go buy a guy for, like, let's say 0.9 ETH or 1 ETH instead of Donnarumma at three and a half and give up a couple points. So like, But if I want to go do it at Champ Europe, if I want to give up Donnarumma and buy, like, Allison, that's going to cost me the same ETH. Or if I buy, like, Mignon, I'm not sure what Mignon is right now. Um, but, like, you're going and spending. You know, he's about two ETH. So, like, you're going and, and spending. So, like, yes, you can use Donnarumma in U23, but he's still a Champ Europe goalie due to the price point. Yeah, yeah. So Hayden is making it very clear that, like the purchases were future purchases. And like, I get that, like buying Neymar injured, obviously you're not going to buy him and immediately play him and Donnarumma is for next season. And I totally get that. And I think that's a reasonable strategy for plenty of people. Um, I think we're just, Hayden's arguing that he doesn't think he would have made the ETH difference had he just bought other players and played SO5. Um, We obviously don't know that. Sean and I feel like it, it would be better spent on guys yeah, but to like, now, but yeah, we don't know. He could have sold Donnarumma and Neymar and bought 
six other lineups that would have generated the ETH, right? So like just owning it in general is was detrimental from that perspective. Um, That's fair. But yes, he bought it for the future. So like next year, in my opinion, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced Donnarumma will be the one next year and he'll be the only guy. Could be wrong, could be wrong, but I'm convinced that. So like, in my opinion, Hayden does have the best champ Europe goaltender going forward, period. So like there is something to be said with that. Uh, I, I think I think planning to the long-term future on Sober is a mistake. I don't I this buying Donnarumma and planning for Donnarumma, you're looking at least a year out. And I think that looking at at least a year out on a card that you could get, I mean, he's the most expensive goalie on the platform. No yeah. one has cost as much as him. So like, I think tying up that much equity or that much ETH in a in a in a paperweight effectively for a full year is just a lot. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that selling him, you have people who want to play him in champion Europe or U23, but you don't have, it's not like if you sell him, you're killing a U23 lineup in this gallery because there, there is none. And so Correct. you're just selling a champion Europe goalie. Correct. So yeah, yeah anyways, I, I think that's where I would go with his gallery. I would buy um, probably a goalie, a couple cheap, cheap super rares that can work like uh, Diego Chara, Boxall that we talked about last week, some guys like that. And then I would look at buying like, let's say four to six rares and I would let, um, and then I would probably let rewards sort of funnel in and see what I can generate out of that. And then I would definitely, you're going to need some adjustments to champ Europe in the fall, but you're probably looking at like, that's going to cost you, I don't know, three to five ETH. So like you're going to have to generate or put another deposit in, uh, later on down the road uh, as well. So like, that's probably where I'd go with, with Hayden's gallery right now. Do you, you think the first thing to do is to address the American lineup since we're Yeah, yeah to... that's a really good lineup. The American lineup's a really good lineup. Uh, so I, I think you need to address what's in front of you right now and worry about the champ Europe stuff later because otherwise you're going to waste a whole season of, of America stuff as well. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of ignore is... Cause like we're obviously seeing like a pretty significant drop in prices of European cards now as the season is ending MLS and Asia cards were going up. They seem to have plateaued a little bit, but you don't want to be constantly buying low at the end of seasons and then like selling when seasons start, if you're trying to play SO5, because you're never actually getting the benefit of the players you're buying. I mean, you're obviously getting like an ETH profit, but if you're like buying elite players now, like for Europe and then selling them in August, or you're just missing out on using that ETH to win now. I think that's kind of just don't like keep thinking too long-term because it's going to totally be at the detriment of what you can win now. And what you can win now might help you afford those guys, even if they're more expensive later on. That's all. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, plus once you add in more guys, like you win a guy, you either sell them and generate and then buy someone else to make sense or you use them and that person becomes very valuable. So like all kinds of rewards, like there's tons of players that I've won as rewards that I use week in, week out that are valuable to me. And then there's tons of guys I sold to buy other players that are valuable to me. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. I think that's it for Hayden. Let's move on to our second gallery who is uh, Houdini 59. So as we see here, a very different gallery, but still about 15 ETH in total solar data value 50 rares and eight super rares and as we see just on the first line here we've got guys like william yarborough uh, shusaki nishikawa and kosi tani who i don't think play in champion europe as far as i know so sean what did the what did pudini say about uh, his gallery 
So uh, his ultimate aim is to consistently win rewards and compete in as many divisions as possible. Uh, and he would love to eventually go to D2, which the nice thing with going to D2 is playing D3 helps you get towards uh, D2. Um, his initial aim is to have competitive lineups in gas, 3-4, America 3-4, Asia 3-4, and then U23 D4. Um, he would love to sell the super rare goalie that he has, but no one's willing to buy that. And then he doesn't really have anything that he defines as untouchable outside of Sassinia and Taniguchi. Uh, so his plan is to build more depth plus get super rare cards uh, that can help him and then eventually go towards D2. And he's not tempted by Champ Europe, so that's that's a good uh, temptation to not have. Uh, he doesn't really have a budget as of right now. He did just generate 0.75 ETH recently, and he is willing to put in probably, let's say, 0.5 to 0.7 ETH every month. He has that ability. So uh, his total investment up to this point has been 8 ETH, and he's planning to maybe put in half an ETH, a little over that each month if, if needed. Okay. Love it. Love it. So this looks like a gallery we would, we would have built. Like this time of year, it's obviously heavy Asia and America. Um, so we've got, I mean, these, these are some of the cards that I wish I had <laughs> when I was uh, getting ready for the spring. So yeah, we've got a U23 Antlers stack, I believe. Are they both U23? Oh yeah, Rocking Ueda. Yeah. Um, he, I actually talked to him before. Um, he just got that Chicharito rare and Douglas Costa super rare, which I believe paid off literally this past weekend. Yeah, I believe he won a tier one with them. Yes. So um, it's already been successful, uh, but that's really it. I don't know if there's a single European player. Oh, there's one. He has, he has he's, got he's got a couple, yeah. He's got Challenger Europe, but I, I, his Challenger Europe is kind of, um, it's just kind of slapped in there. I, yes. To me, it's not. And not saying like I think he could definitely go and buy challenger players next year, but that's not where his concern is at the moment. Yes. Yep. And uh, we obviously have some other guys that fill the bottom that me <laughs> I don't think are making lineups anytime soon. But yeah, he said he has some people that he has in there as just long term investments that uh, he had for really cheap and is looking to maybe five, ten x them down the road. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so one of the things that I did uh, looking. Just like right away was just like how uh, how he built his lineups. Like you can obviously see uh, what people own, but like if they play it in a certain spot, then that's uh, obviously quite different. And matchups obviously you know are a big part, and we talk about that all the time. That like you shouldn't necessarily have just like the this is the team I always play in whatever division. Like you should always play uh, based on matchups. Like that's what helps you build your best lineups. Uh, but like, there are a few like things that jumped out at me. The first one was obviously uh, Kosi Tani in an all-star rare lineup that feels a little wasted that he's not in U23. Maybe not as wasted now because there are other U23 goalies available. We keep kind of harping on how few there are in the summer. Um, but like, did you look at like the lineups that he built and, and did anything like jump out at you? Yeah, actually, he messaged me, and he changed his lineups for this week, I believe. If you go to this week's game, oh. I, I told him, so you and I will both agree right now, Asia and America are really poor, right? For rewards, yeah, really yeah, poor. Yeah, so, so we told he was going to run his all-star rare pro lineup in Asia, except for obviously a couple pieces. I told him, I'm like, make your all-star rare pro lineup as good as possible, even if it's a sacrifice of uh, some of your Asia or America lineups. Would you agree with that? 
I would definitely agree. And as somebody who has also entered All-Star Pro, I'm bummed to see this is some of my competition. So <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it's a really good lineup. For those listening, it's uh, Young Sung Ryong from uh, Frontale, uh, Taniguchi Super Rare, Douglas Costa Super Rare, the one we were just mentioning, and then Cecenia and Chicharito Rares. Damn, that's a good lineup. Um, but yeah, it, it based on, you know, uh, we've talked about this already, that the end of season reward, you know, beginning of season, but end of the card season rewards in America and Asia are just really bad. And we're expecting them to be pretty low until the new cards come out. So yeah, I'm all, all for playing like your best um, Asia and America cards in all-star. And obviously that opens up the possibility of winning cards from European uh, divisions that, you know, are coming to the end of the season. But I think it just gets, you have much more of a chance of winning. That's as simple as that. Yeah, and I told him. I mean, this goes back to what you and I have talked about before. Also, Meng mentioned my my lens flare. I, I I don't know what's happening. It looks like it's stopped now. So I apologize for the lens flare and the dogs. Uh, they're they're it's it's finally like above zero degrees here. So people are outside and it's nice out. So it's just everything's everything's all out of whack yeah. here. That's zero um, Fahrenheit too. Yeah, yeah, it's Fahrenheit for those for those that are coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I, it's you have to look at every single week and every single week's reward pool. If Asia was really favorable and also rare wasn't or also rare pro wasn't I would recommend playing guys in Asia instead um but I said like as you can see so like his Asia rare pro lineup was originally going to be like Jung Sung Rong and Taniguchi and Inaga and Sasenia and then uh someone else so like he switched that line because of that yeah I mean you mentioned it before but like I I would never play Sasenia in an Asia lineup Unless the, uh, I, unless I the rewards were just bonkers. I would occasionally, but not not that often. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see it being worth it. Oh, yeah, and there's Tani in U23. Okay. Houdini, my bad. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, man, that's a nice team, too. We've got the Antler stack with Szymanski and Tani. Okay. I'm competing there, too. This is terrible. This is making me feel much worse about my game week. <laughs> yeah, like, you look through these lines, and I see a lot of competitive lines. Yeah. Are- yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's competitive also like in the right places right now. And so that is obviously the big benefit because um, we've talked like a lot that like if you're an all-star, like it doesn't matter where the cards are from. And so if you can get cheaper, similarly scoring players as the European ones, then you should do that. And this all-star rare pro lineup just screams that in, uh, to going up against the European ones. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's the legit. Well, I hate Chicharito. Actually, he was, he was asking. He had he had like five options he was looking at, and it made they all made sense. Uh, except for one of them, I think one of them wasn't that great. But I told him like I wouldn't touch Costin's uh, Chicharito because I don't like Chicharito. Dude's always injured. He's just not a guy I'm interested in running out there. Uh, and then Douglas Costa, same thing. It was just I was like, Ew, that's very worrisome to me. So from the difference of galleries. We talked about Hayden's biggest issue was depth. Yeah. What would you say Pudini's issue is? Because depth is clearly not an issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the there's like, it's not like you want your depth to be like as good as your starters. Like it's almost like a waste, but it is good depth. And I see this Yuya Oki card as well, which is the... Uh, for a lot of people who have him, they're hoping comes good. He has a full antler stack because he also has a Sekiguchi, but he's also injured. So he has a full antlers U23 stack if 
uh, everyone was playing. Yeah, that's sexy. Yep. That's and which I, I I told him, I'm like, you definitely want to keep those guys around because uh, especially, like, I mean, there was uh, two games weeks ago or last game week, uh, Antlers was like the only team that played in Asia. So like maybe even like, you don't even run in, in uh, U23 that week, you run it in Asia instead and all of a sudden, boom, easy win type of thing. Yeah, and the benefit of Antlers is like those are actually the players you want. It's not like you just happen to take the U23 players from a good team. Like those are actually the players. Like other than Yuma, I think those those are the five you want. That's yeah, no, I would agree with that. But yeah. so, so for me, his next path, in my opinion, and I think you're going to agree, is he has he's done pretty much the exact progression we would recommend, right? Yeah. Has the the lineups that you go like. Rare pro and rare and all of the rares we'd go for. He has uh, solid top end rares. He has like yeah. guys like Yamani, Sassinia, uh, Chicharito, guys like that. So it provides good value from that perspective. So what would you think his next step would be? I mean, it, I hate putting it this way, but like obviously going up to the super rare division is where you go next. But like it's, it's the the equivalent of like buying a player now and hoping that they come good next season. Like it's Donnarumma basically that you're buying something now that is, you're going to enter that's really bad because like the super rare prize pools are usually are pretty weak, but that's the next step. And there's an expectation, which I don't know how warranted the expectation is, but there is this expectation. It feels like in the community that the super rare division prizes will get better. I think the only reason that expectation is there is because they're so bad now that everyone's like, they can't possibly stay that way, but that's the next step. And so I don't think, like, I think playing uh, the super rare division in America and Asia is the progression as opposed to trying to get a rare or a rare pro team in, you know, challenger Europe or champion Europe. And I know it's the end of the season, but like, I don't even think that's worth it for next season. I think the gallery is set to, focus on these two regions. And so the next step is up as opposed to out. Yeah. And I agree with that. And, and the thing is, I don't even necessarily know if the next step is with his, with his plan to be bringing on, let's say uh, half the ether a little over a month. Uh, and he's willing to do that. I think there's some validity to buying champ or challenger Europe players uh, to set up your challenger Europe team for next year. But I don't know if that's yet. I think I would probably focus on some good super rares for the summer first. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the where I would focus now. I'm actually wondering if, and and maybe I'm just skewed because of Szymanski, but like, I, I wonder if it's actually, you're better off focusing on like European U23s instead, of like trying to buy them low now, as opposed to a challenger team. Like, frankly, you know, if you buy U23 challenger players, Ideally, you could play them in either one. Um, it's obviously a bit of a waste to, to buy U23 players and just play them in Challenger. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think Szymanski might be a sell at some point. It might um, be. And then restructure with a, a lineup. But yeah, so my first thing I would do is you'll see he has better American super rare depth than he yeah. does Asian super rare depth. I would be adding, which he actually just said, um, I would add an Asian, probably I, I would be looking to add an Asian mid or defender first 
And then I would be looking to add a American mid or defender and then an Asian mid or defender. And I would slowly start working my way that way. So the thing is, is in my opinion, he has a lot of like not cheaper guys because like these guys are really good. Like Taniguchi is really good. So like I don't even know if the next step for him is buying a bunch of Diego Chara type players. I would maybe add like one of those guys. But I think for him, adding more elite level super rares would be uh, very helpful for him if he can get that. Um, I know that there are good defenders out there in both regions, America and Asia, where you can get them for about 0.5 ETH to one ETH. So yeah. I think that we could be looking at, so for example, he has, uh, what goalies does he have here? He has, uh, Nishikawa. So like you could go and get some pairings with Nishikawa. He has a Yarbrough. I, I think he has a lawless Abubakar already, yeah. which is a great, great fit. Great That's a perfect option. Um, I think someone that makes a lot of sense for him, if he can eventually get there, would be like a Yamani super rare. Uh, granted, that's going to be a little bit more expensive. So I understand not going that path um, as well. So like, I think another thing that he could do is he does have a goaltending lack of depth for the amount of lineups he's trying to run. So we just talked about like he's trying to run effectively like six to seven lineups a week. When you look at it, you see basically the top line is starting, the bottom three are not. So he's really lacking in terms of uh, full goaltenders too. I definitely think adding goaltender depth could be something of value to him as well. Everybody loves buying more goalies. Hate it. Hate it. As you know, I just, uh, I'm smacking upside because I just bought Thomas Hazal yesterday and I'm getting, I've already just drilled 5%. So the upside's flowing as Laird would say in that buy. The 0.6, is that what you got him for? Is that... Was it higher than 0.6? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, but it, it's already sold at 1.025. So, like, my upside's just wreaking havoc on, on the world right now. Wait, we hit one ETH Hazel? Uh, I think someone someone mentioned yesterday it hit 1.025. It was probably me. Was uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's right. I, I um, What a lot of people don't appreciate about goalies, and obviously, like, we all hate them as part of the game but it's basically your ticket into another lineup like you can't enter without one and obviously you can't enter without like another defender but those are easy to pick up and so the whoever your next goalie is what you know what the depth is it's more important i think for your goalie to fit what you already have if you already have depth as opposed to like buying a goalie and now having to like sell all your depth to make it match the goalie if that makes sense um but yeah i think that's that is the way to go. And what do you think the viability is of using a rare goalkeeper in super rare division? I think it's more than fine. I think especially when you're starting off, that's fine. Tying up a lot. That said, like there are really cheap options you can get in Asia and America. Like I bought a Suchi Gonda uh, super rare like uh, two months ago for 0.5 ETH. Super rare of like Super the starting rare, yes. national team goalie for I, I didn't understand it. I don't understand why he was that price, which is the only reason I bought it because I really didn't need the card. Actually, funny thing is I did need the card. I just really didn't know it at that time how bad I needed that card. That's so funny. it worked out really well for me. But I saw it, he was 0.5 ETH, and I was like, this makes no sense that he's this cheap. So you can actually get a really good cheap option at goaltender in both America and um Asia. So I do think that that is a move he can make. But just not yet. I, I don't think that's necessary yet. I think for him, he mentioned a name to me, and I think it was a great name to mention, was Sho Inagaki. Um, and 
he really could use a midfield, a midfield super rare in Asia. And that could totally be one of the more expensive, more elite level super rares he goes and gets. So like Inagaki's rare is like 0.47 right now. I think you'd probably look at his uh, super rare going for, let's say, one and a half ETH. I, granted, obviously, the floor is 3.9 right now, but that's not what it would sell at. Um, so I think that you could go look at an Inagaki Super Rare, and that could be a really, really good look at a card to go and get. Um, and, and I think from a midfield perspective, that's definitely what we want. I think that if he could go add that, it would be a pretty uh, favorable card. But again, like you said, he's, he's looking to add like 0.75 a month. It might take him a couple months to get to that amount, or he needs to generate some ETH with, with rewards. Uh, which you, you said he did what he win last week. I know he, I think he won a tier one last week. So let's see what he won last week. Um, yeah. So he won a Gonzalo Higuain last week, which is um, he does not actually, it's a, it's it's a, a card death card for him. It's a good death card for him anyways. Uh, but I think that Higuain's going for over 0.3. Yeah. So Higuain's going for over 0.3. You win a couple of those a month that pays for half of that card you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, um, that's a good observation. That's and he was up at uh, Bronze. It wouldn't be as much about selling Oki in that situation as then he also has another goal he can use as well. You never want to only have one goal. Like if Tanny were to die, he's dead. He doesn't have a U23 line. So having two options is more valuable. Well, like we saw it with Oki last season. Like if you only had Oki as your U23 goalie, now all of a sudden you have nothing because he's not starting. And so the antler stack at least allows you, I mean, not, you can't do this with every team, but like, obviously you can still run the antler stack in Asia or in America or in uh, excuse me, all-star. You don't have to run in U23 if you have the backup or the starter now, I guess, but. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like you're like, if you have Tandy, it's not like you can't use him you right. can use him in Asia. Like you said, it's, it's not as worthwhile as using someone else, but like, if you have that guy as the option for like, depth weeks like let's say you have oki and tanny and you use one of them in asia or one of them in, in all-star it doesn't matter that's fine yeah. because you're you're not wasting them because you just are using them there because you do have another option elsewhere and eventually pudini is going to move to rare pro u23 he just isn't quite there yet and that might not be at the top of the list of priorities to go after right now yep yep i think you explained that pretty well i'll say it just if it feels like the midfield depth isn't that great either um that's that was the other thing i would be looking at i would be looking to add some more like elite level midfield depth um obviously like you and i would both say like hey if you can go buy a carlos gill go buy a carlos gill. <laughs> playing in the summer without carlos gill is just not fun that would be like that would be like not having a ix stack except for there's like no teams and ix is just gonna win all the time um but like carlos gill is too expensive to go buy but I think there's lots of other mids that you can go buy, even like cheap ones. Like we talked about like Yamaguchi. I think like him going and buying a rare Yamaguchi would be really helpful um, as well. So like, I do think that the there is some depth that could be added. Uh, I think his forward depth is is better because yeah. you have Chicharito, Sassini. And realistically, like speaking, what you're running in D4 isn't as valuable as what you're running in the rare pro lineup. So like he talked about, he's going to run Sassini most of the time, but he also has Marcus Jr., uh, who yeah. actually did get injured today. So, like, we'll take that with a grain of salt and pretend it didn't happen. If it didn't happen, Marcus Jr. is more than fine playing in any lineup. Like, he's really solid. So, I think that there's definitely could – you could definitely go and get a couple rares that would also improve the team as well. So, I definitely think he is past the depth stage. 
And he's more into the adding of the more quality players at this yeah. point uh, because he has the depth behind that that he can now have the ability to go and buy those pieces where if they get injured, you have the ability to, to revert back to someone. Like, for example, um, he has Marcus Jr. And I know he just went – he actually had a DeMaio and he sold it and then bought Cecenia, right? So It's a great move. It is a good move. I, I agree with that. He asked me about it. The only, the only reason I didn't like it from his perspective is he had a full frontal D3 sack. But but doesn't Leandro kill it fifty percent of the time anyway? Uh, actually, I don't think so. I think he scores a goal at a. I think he gets a decisive at a better clip than that. I think he like only kills it like twenty five percent of the time. But you're gonna have a lot less rotation headaches with Cecenia than you are with uh, Demaio, which is right. well worth it. But like, yeah. So eventually, like you're talking about, um, we look at his mids. We both like Jack Price, especially from a perspective of Jack Price does not sit, and Jack Price plays every game. So like. For example, let's say he got a Carlos Gill. I'm not saying he's going to, but like, let's say he got a Carlos Gill. And all of a sudden, like, that bumps Jack Price down a little bit in his pecking order. But then, like, Carlos Gill gets injured. He just reverts right back to playing Jack Price. And he's yeah. Um, so I think that that is a good path for him to go on. I think going and adding um, a quality midfielder or two would really help. It doesn't even have to be super expensive. Let me talk about, like, I think Yamaguchi would be a great add for him. Um, he's someone that would make a lot of sense within that lineup as well. Yeah, no, I think that that definitely nails it. It's 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 a weird place to be in, though, like when you're like, oh, I just need to spend two ETH on a great super rare. But because, you know, it's just not always easy for people to like just drop in two, two ETH. But if that's like where we go, you know, just because you have goals doesn't mean that they have to be accomplished in like two weeks. And so... Right. And to be fair, like, that's where I ended up at with a lot of my stuff. Like, for me to make upgrades now, like, it's two, three. Like, if I'm buying a card that's an upgrade, like, I can, if I look through my gallery here, let me see who I've bought recently, and I can tell you exactly how much they cost. Um, so recent buys, recent buys for me were Hazel at 0.89. Um, Ki Sung Young Unique, which was, like, three ETH. Uh, Screen Yar, which was three ETH, the super rare. Um, Frankie Amaya, which was 0.55, which I feel very good about that, obviously. Yeah. And then Sven Coombs I bought for like underneath. So like all of my upgrades are very expensive now. And everyone gets to that point. Yeah, you like, get to that point. <laughs> you want to get to that point. Yeah, you want to get to that point. You want to get to that point where that's the thing. And I don't think Pudini is there. Uh, Zakiyateki is, is a good idea. And I'm not even talking about, you don't even need to get the the super rares of those guys Pudini, i think also rares would help you as well um i, I think super rare would be good too like a yamaguchi super rare would be really favorable for you a yamaguchi rare would also be really favorable for you so like luckily i don't think Pudini's in the spot yet where he's looking at like two to three eth cards for upgrades but i think he's probably at a spot where buying a lot more like 0.1 rare cards and 0.25 super rares are not going to be as valuable to him i think he's looking to um move up and probably pay like 0. 0.25, 0. 0.3 ETH for like rare type cards and like 0. 0.75 to 1 ETH for super rare cards as well. Yeah, no, I think that's a really important distinction too because there are, like you're going to get, hopefully you get to the point where you're like, the only way I can improve my gallery is by spending 3 ETH. Like that's awesome because it means that the gallery you have is doing really well and the only thing that makes it better are like the elite of elite. Obviously, if you're if you've 
progressed from, you know, just all-star rare and you progressed all this way, you're used to having the jumps not be as expensive. But at some point you're like, if, if your goal is to progress as far as you can, at some point, the, the next step is going to get really expensive. And so, you know, it, do what you can in order to get yourself to that point. And maybe you get to that point, you're like, I just don't want to spend four ETH on a card and you can just play, you know, you, you take the best players of whatever division you're in and you play those. But there are other people who want to be like, no, I, I'm doing really well in all-star rare pro, but I, you know, if I can get one or two more super rares that are really good to get me into super rare, then I'm going to do that. But you just have to be cognizant that like every step up after that is just going to be basically exponentially more expensive. It's not just 10 X because you're buying a super rare versus a rare. Like it's a lot more expensive, but there are positions that like don't necessarily uh, have such a huge multiples. Like we were discussing yesterday, like the difference in price between a rare goalkeeper and the same car, the same player, but they're super rare is much tighter than it is, you know, an elite midfielder or forward or defender. And so um, I feel like the, the, Super rare goalkeepers, like a lot, is a, is a big jump for a lot of people, but it's actually like a smaller jump than, you know, the other positions if you're trying to get like a comparable actual player as opposed to just a comparable price. Yeah. And to be fair, like talking about the things, his last two purchases that I know of were Douglas Costa and Chicharito. Yeah. Those were not cheap cards. So, like, I think oh. he's aware of the fact that he's sort of at a spot where he is spending more um, on cards. Yep to improve his gallery than he previously was. Cause in the past he was spending a lot less. So like what he pay for. So he paid 1.3 for, uh, for Costa. Co- or Douglas cost. And he paid like 0.7 ish for Chicharito. Yeah. So like he came in and paid two ETH, but by doing that, he already, he returned 0.3 ETH last week in Higuain. So like right. he's already paid off 0.3 of the two ETH that he spent on those two cards in one game. week. So, which, like, as you see, like, they both had decisive. They both had good scores. He yep. would not have won that without those guys. And right. hypothetically speaking, the fact that he has Hansen in there is probably more so that it was, like, a forced situation instead of someone he wanted to play. Right. If he had a good super defender here, or, or like, a super or mid, like, let's say he had that Yamaguchi, right, and then he plays that over Zemanski. Mm. Obviously, Zemanski scored uh, really well here, so that's... Uh, it's a defender, I think. Is where wow, that's going. really cheap on a Max Oil wow. Super or Quinny. That's uh, point six. That's really but like, um, I've seen a lot of stuff going really cheap lately. I've also seen some stuff go higher than I expected based on what the price of other stuff was going. So it's been weird the last week or so the market has been. But yeah, so, so I think he's in a really good position here. I, I really like what he's done with his gallery. I think that there is a uh, clear path forward that makes sense um, to me that I think he can go down and, and he can go down over the course of the next six months. Like it's not something he's got to put on 10 ETH tomorrow today. Like, so it's a difference between what we talk about with Hayden's gallery and what we talk about with Houdini's, right? Houdini's gallery can run right now. Fine. He mm-hmm. can run what he's running and be fine. Adds like a half ETH here. All right. He just improved his team a little bit. I think Hayden's gallery is desperate need of the two to three. I think if he doesn't get that on ASAP, it really is detrimental. Whereas like Houdini, I think he can put on two ETH over the next three months and that will be more than fine with him uh, doing that. Yeah, yeah. I was looking like, and you obviously kill the uh, Champion America rare pro lineup here, but if you just play 
Yarbrough and Abubakar instead right. of Hanson and Balbuena. That's a star. Brick. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing is like, I think that's something that he maybe will do. Like, so with his new, um, new plan of things, like he may have ran, like, let's say Jung Sung Rong and Taniguchi, right? Like, and I, I don't think they did that well last week. I think they had a, a down week, but, um, but yeah, no, they actually snapped. No, they crushed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have done like last week. Like I would have ran Jung Sung Rong and Taniguchi. So if he ran Jung Sung Rong and Taniguchi, that would have been, let's say, let's look 30 points and that, that, another. Well, uh, you have to take out, Co- or, oh, I guess you could do that instead of Costa. Well, no, it would have been Hanson. You're just giving up Hanson. You're running instead of Hanson, Balbuena, you're running Jung Sung Rong and Taniguchi. No, no, no. That's three midfielders, isn't it? Oh, no, Taniguchi's a defender. My yeah. fault. So fault. all of a sudden, so Taniguchi's like plus 20 points on Balbuena and Jungsung Rong's plus 30 on Hanson. So you're talking a 50-point difference. He's at 433. Yeah, it's a st- easy star. Easy star, upper tier star even. Because it's yeah. like, it, we're not even talking bonus. Like bonus would have been kicked in too. Like the bonus on 50 points uh, would have been like an extra five, uh, would have been an extra like, eight points. So like you're talking like he would have finished like top five. So like, let's go look at what the rewards were last week. Right. And see what that would have been. So like you're looking, he probably finished. This is so painful for some people. It is. But like, I mean, I do this myself. I always want to see what the, I always, I always like the pain, but it, it, it goes to show like what you should do. Like he more so prioritized a optimal lineup last week instead of more lineups. Um, looks like my glare is back. I don't understand what is happening with that glare. That's weird. So, like, yeah. So, like, you look at last week, like, fifth and rare pro is uh, Kakir. And, like, down through tenth is, like, Terstegi and Ramiro. Like, those are – I don't know how, how much is uh, Kakir. He's probably, like, 1.5. 1.2. Yeah. So, like, all these guys are around, like, an ETH to 1.2. So, like, yeah. So, if he would have uh, ran maybe the more optimal line there, which – I think he's going to. Sorry, Poudini. Poudini, I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, like wasn't even intending to do this. Bad, just some looking at like what I would have done if I had uh, had had done it a little differently. I think that's is that literally the lineup he pretty much ran this week. I, I, um, I think it's pretty similar to like what he ran this week because he moved. Um, yep. Same lineup, just Cecenia instead of Zemanski, right? Yes. But like so, like hypothetically speaking, I know Zamansky had a really favorable matchup last week. It was a really favorable matchup, and he didn't have the U twenty three. So like, if this was last week, I'm pretty sure he would have ran that exact lineup because Zamansky probably was a better situation for him, and he couldn't run him in U twenty three. So like, yeah, hypothetically speaking, like that would have been really made a lot of sense, and like you're talking would have four x what he made on a given week. Yeah, um, sixty five. Yeah, he said sixty five extra points. Yeah, I think the other thing that maybe and it's easy for us to like look back on now but based on the asia prize pools like doing this full frontale yeah. stack probably doesn't isn't necessary this at this point of the season not in asia it's just that's what i mean in asia yeah, yeah it's just the, the prize pools are just so bad in asia right now like i mean i you i put up a big score i think last week in like in america and i didn't get a card i think i've been like america d2 i think yeah, I put it's like, yeah, you there's have not enough rewards at this. There's point. just not enough rewards. Rewards are cut down so much right now that it's just uh, not, not well. Yeah, he could have had the pain with Cecina Browns. Oh, good point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what's funny is if Cecina played and like got accurate scoring, I'm pretty sure Cecina had a hundred in that. Game. He might have had a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if he played Cecina in that game, like, good chance he could have won the division. Right. Um, but so yeah, it's 
it's things like that. And I think like we talked about, he and I talked, you messaged me yesterday and asked a question about uh, what I would do. And I, I told him I would, the line he ran is pretty much what I would have run, I think, um, in All-Star this week. And it might not work. Hey, maybe this week he's going to cost himself another ETH because he did that instead of running it in Asia. We don't know. That's just, that's the art of how things are going. I know myself this week, and I'll bitch about to Laird as the weekend goes, I'm sure. I made three last minute changes where I moved around three super rares in lineups this week. I moved around Anthony, I moved around Amaya, and I moved around Yuma Suzuki. But like, we're talking my three most important lineups. I moved the three of them around in. So like, I'm sure I will end up costing myself like a Mbappe because of that somewhere this week. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find we out. And you'll, you'll definitely find out. I'll definitely find out for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So I hope everyone found that pretty helpful. Um, I think the ones that we will do in the future won't be quite as extensive just uh, based off of time. But like, if you guys enjoyed that and found it helpful in terms of strategies, even if your gallery is not around the same value or if you have completely different goals, um, we're hoping that each one of these can provide some lessons that you can take to use on your own gallery. So like we said, we're going to try to do at least one uh, gallery review every week just as part of our regular strategy show. We'll probably do it at the end. So you guys have to watch as if you don't want to watch anyway. But um, but that's our plan. So uh, we have a list of people that have already submitted their, their gallery. Sean and I are going to go through them and just see which ones we think will be beneficial to talk about, you know, in any certain week. Uh, but please continue to send them to us because I don't think there's ever enough that we can go through. And so feel free to reach out to either of us on Discord. You can find, uh, find us on Twitter as well. I'm at, at Andrew M. Laird. Sean is at PSU fans too. Those are kind of the names on so rare as well on, on the discords. Although I think I'm Lairdinho on some, but please feel free to send those. Um, we really enjoyed this and uh, we are hoping it's helpful. So um, yeah, uh, hit us up there. So we'll be back next week. I'll be back with Andy at the beginning of next week for so rare Andrews. And then Sean and I will be back uh, for the strategy show next Friday. Uh, again, if you guys have liked the video, if you could actually hit the like button below, um, whether you're in the chat or not, thank you to everybody who did join us uh, live here. It's always uh, really adds to the experience. So thank you for that. And anybody listening to the audio version, if you wouldn't mind rating and review it wherever you listen. So everyone else, everyone, good luck. And Sean, thanks for that. And uh, good luck winning Mbappe.